Well, it has certainly been a while, whole month actually, but yes indeed, we are back and welcome to the Chris Pods and Things Show. I am your host, Chris Stevens, and last month, our only episode was something I thought I thought everybody should listen to, so that's why I kind of took a break from podcasting. I wanted to uh, let that episode breathe. Um, I want to thank Jamie Nesbitt Golden of Block Club Chicago for cutting up with me for an hour to talk about being black in journalism, and I will have... Many more guests on that particular topic in the not-too-distant future, but again, you can always go back and listen to that episode. It's still, actually it won't be um, pinned to my Twitter profile for very long, because this episode is going to be pinned to my Twitter profile, but it's anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S, where you can catch up on all of our previous episodes. That said... We've got some ground to cover with various subjects of interest, so let's go ahead and get right to it. First and foremost, we said goodbye to a icon uh, last month, uh, Congressman John Lewis, the Lion of Civil Rights, Mr. Good Trouble himself. He uh, transitioned after a six-month battle with pancreatic cancer at the age of 80. Uh, Rep. Lewis was a man of conviction. He was a man of power. And most importantly, above all else, he was a man of the people. He was that gap between Dr. King and the civil rights movement and Black Lives Matter, which is basically a civil rights movement of our generation. His stories about being beaten down by white police officers in the South shouldn't be forgotten by any of us as we try to make sense of what's left of quote unquote freedom in this country and whatever madness you know is going on within these countries this country's borders. Courage can never be overstated when it comes, or even understated when it comes to John Lewis. At uh, 15 years old, he heard about uh, Emmett Till being lynched in Mississippi, heard about Rosa Parks being arrested for not moving to the back of the bus, and at 15 years old, young man, he said, I need to be a part of this. I need to help make change. He watched as most of his friends and contemporaries from Dr. King to Medgar Evers, you know, to a lot of other people either die sudden horrible deaths or leave this earth without knowing how much of an impact they had. John Lewis was hard to miss. You know, he made it so that whenever civil rights came up, you would see him. And he inspired legions of protesters and social justice seekers to go for it. To speak up for what is wrong. Speak up for what is right and what is against. Speak up for what is right and what and speak against what is wrong. There we go. And as the man said time and time again, it's time to get into good trouble. Necessary trouble. I really hope that Dr. King, Rosa Parks, Reverend Joseph Lowry, Reverend C.T. Vivian, and many others were there to greet him on the other side. They should all be having a good time up there. And John Lewis definitely earned his rest. Job well done, sir. Okay, on to sports now. Um, Sports are back, and so far it's been hit or miss with the uh, corona uh, avoidance. The NBA, WNBA, and the NHL have done a fairly decent job of maintaining bubbles and testing and keeping the corona rates down, while Major League Baseball is just content to undo 150 years of history with sheer incompetence. From the lack of testing to the disregard for players wanting to make their own rules, Rob Manfred is probably the worst commissioner of the major sports right now. The Miami Marlins had 19 players, 19, more than a third of the team. Test positive for COVID-19 
and that put much of the MLB's East Coast schedule on ice. Why were players being allowed to play despite testing positive for the virus? Why were the Marlins not checked for the foolishness? Either way, if baseball finishes the season, I will be absolutely shocked because they don't know their asses from a hole in the ground. And it's kind of funny because baseball has a problem anyway with, you know, quote unquote, being a national pastime while people just aren't playing baseball anymore because baseball resources are not as plentiful as they once were. And people are finding other sports to play like basketball, soccer, lacrosse, football, still a draw. We'll probably talk about the NFL another time because they get enough publicity. But baseball is just content to be stupid. That's their that's their MO at this point. I don't see how they finish the season. In fact, just today, as we're recording this, as we speak, New York Mets outfielder Yoannis Cespedes just bounced on the team and said, you know what? This Corona stuff is too much for me. I'm out. Like they were they they expected him to come to the park and play today. He was already on a, a, a plane headed back to his home country. I don't know if he's from the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico or one of the uh, Latin Caribbean islands. He's from somewhere in those in that area. He said, I'm out. Y'all can have this. And that's what happens when you don't have a bubble, when you don't have daily testing, when you don't have leadership with common sense. And that's been baseball's problem for a very long time. So I don't know how they're going to manage to come back from this. But it's not looking good right now for Major League Baseball. It just ain't. I will say though that I hope sports slowing down and the bubble aspect will give people a chance to stop disrespecting WNBA. I'm a basketball fan no matter who's playing. And these ladies, they hoop. They play some great basketball. I mean, I've known it forever. I mean, I watched the league when it first started back in 97. But misogyny, misogynoir, homophobia, it all plays a role in how people actually show their natural asses when it comes to the WNBA. And the WNBA have always been the real ones when it comes to social justice and equality because they've had to do it for themselves. They're women, mostly black women. Black women, some that are masculine presenting, some may be lesbians, some may be bisexual. They've got so much working against them and add to the fact that they don't get anything near equal pay as far as being paid like NBA players. They've had no choice but to advocate for themselves loudly. So advocating for, you know, police to stop slaughtering black people is just going to come naturally to them. It's what they do. When they see something wrong, they call it out. You know, George Floyd with a knee on his neck. It's wrong. Breonna Taylor shot to death in her home while sleeping. And while the police were executing an illegal no-knock warrant in the wrong damn house, is something that they don't is something that WNBA players don't have a problem calling out. And it's something we really have to look at as a community, as the black community. How badly we treat women, how badly we treat our lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer folks. We treat them like shit. Flat out. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. We're not free until all of us are free. Old black, young black, black man, black woman, straight black, questioning black, LGBTQ black, able-bodied black, not so able-bodied black. Until we all band together and realize that we are all we have, we are not going to get free. That's just the black ass bottom line. Shout out to Crystal. 
And all so all of the lesbian jokes, jokes about them not being able to dunk, it's all tired, it's all corny, it's all whack. These are athletes, top-notch athletes, that will bust anybody in your local gym's ass any day of the week, twice on Sundays. So do us all a favor. If you don't want to watch that WNBA, that's fine. But just shut the fuck up about it. Because you sound like an asshole. And just stop being an asshole towards women's athletes, period. They put in work. More work than you can ever imagine. As far as the NBA goes, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Don't ask me about no damn Sixers. Like, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. And Brett Brown, he's got to go. Enough is a damn enough. This team has too much talent to look like pre-Kawhi Leonard Clippers East. It's ridiculous how Brett Brown can never find the right lineup mix, call the right plays, or, or light a fire under these guys. Unless they're lighting fires under their own asses. And that's what happened last night. The Sixers lost but to the Indiana Pacers. And granted, the Indiana Pacers are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Like, Nate McMillan is a hell of a coach. He deserves way more credit than he gets for being, as far as, like, you know, top NBA coaches go. Nate McMillan is top gear. Period. But the Sixers had no business losing to the Pacers. They had no business letting a guy named T.J. Warren drop 53 on their heads. It just should not have happened. But they were mad enough, not at, not at the Pacers, but at each other. Shake Milton was ass in his first start as a point guard. Joel Embiid let him know he was ass. Shake cussed Joel out. Joel told him he would slap the shit out of him. And as my good friend Roy Burton of the Broad Street Line uh, said on Twitter, if a person is not looking at you and say they will slap you, there's a 100% chance they will slap you. And I went to a and I went to a HBCU, shout out Delaware State University. I went to school with enough African brothers to know that when they ain't looking at you, they are really thinking about whooping your ass. So Shake Milton needs to learn how to play point guard and stop trying to piss off Joel Embiid. But this shouldn't happen. Because Brett Brown should know how to manage a team better. He can't do it. And it's so frustrating for, for those of us who sat through the process. Because them boys lost an average of 63 games a year for four years. They lost 63 twice. They lost 72, which is how we got Ben Simmons. They lost 54 when Joel played part of the year and Ben didn't play his first year. This team has too much talent, again, to not be a championship contender. Anything less is just unsatisfactory. Something has to be done, and hopefully it'll be a new coach because Brett Brown just can't do it. Elton Brand needs to kind of sort of, you know, get his act together in terms of building around Joel and Ben as well, but he deserves a little bit more time. But Brett Brown has had his time. He's got to go, and that's the bottom line. Closing out, if you know anything about me or are getting to know anything about me, cars and everything related to those are a huge passion in mind. All I was really excited about last month, you know, Aside from, you know, reaching some weight loss goals, which I'll probably have more about in future episodes, is Ford was reviving the brand new Bronco. In case y'all forgot, the Bronco was discontinued in 1996 because of the Ford Explorer. I always maintain it was O.J. Simpson's ignorant ass that forced the Ford to cancel the Bronco because they couldn't sell them. They couldn't give them away. But the Bronco is back. And baby, what a machine. 
two and four door versions of the big Bronco. And there's a four door mini Bronco, which is called the Bronco Sport. I really would have liked it if they called it the Bronco too, but that's another story. The uh, big Bronco has the spirit of the original 1966 to 1977 Bronco, but with all the good modern shit. Seven-speed manual transmission. 2.3 liter and 2.7 liter EcoBoost engines that get 270 and 310 horsepower. And the body. Oh my God. Yes, the body. You can take the doors off the Bronco. You can even remove sections of the roof. So it's like a Ford, it's like a Ford Bronco jeep rank it's like a ford version of the jeep wrangler and it's a little and it looks way more badass than the wrangler i'm poor i ain't gonna lie to you i'm broke as a joke but if i have to play powerball every week to get my hands on a brand new ford bronco that's how it's going down i'm not even an off-road person like like i don't have a reason to drive to like you know the mountains and all of that shit but driving to wilmington delaware amongst, amongst a bunch of people who can't drive is pretty much like driving in the jungle anyway so i'd still take a ford bronco gladly and enjoy it just the same ford is finally giving people what they want for, at least for suvs and trucks which seems very hard for gm and chrysler to do like chrysler just said okay we'll give you guys a jeep pickup but it's just going to be a four-door wrangler with a bed hatched on and it sucks. And and nobody's making small cars anymore. Like my pro that's my problem with um the way autom the automotive industry is doing today. Everything is four door, everything is crossover, everything is SUV, everything is family vehicle, minivan. Where's the car for the single person? We don't all need four doors, you know, roll down seats and trunk space. Well actually the roll on um, the, the fold down seats in the trunk space still work for small hatchbacks, but it's not like all of us have, you know, a ton of people riding with us every day. I'm a single man with no kids. I would very much appreciate the opportunity to go to a dealership and just buy a hatchback or a two door coupe. Because, I mean, I mean, granted, I don't think I'm going to get married and have kids anytime in the future. I mean, you know, never say never. But for the time being, I would just like a small vehicle that I could just tool around in. That's all. And the small trucks are just as bad. They're just big trucks with too much side padding. It'd be nice, you know, to just have like hatchback coupes. You know, compact coupes. Um, small trucks that are actually small. That's pretty much what my car company would be if I had one. You know, it would just be a bunch of two-door hatchbacks, compact cars, and small trucks for people who don't need all that extra stuff. But then again, that's probably why I am not, you know, in the car industry. I'm just a fan. You know, maybe I'm not a marketing person. Maybe I don't have the pulse of the market. I just know what I like. And I can tell you right now, not being able to buy a two-door anything sucks. But that's just my opinion. Are we good here? Yeah, I think we are. We're good. So that'll do it for this week's edition of the Chris Pods and Thanks Show. I want to thank you all for listening as always. Be sure to check us out at anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S, the letter P-O-D, no, C, anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S, P-O-D, the letter N, and the word THANGS, which is spelled T-H-A-N-G-S. We are also on Spotify, so just search for Chris Pods and Things and just spread it out into a sentence. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics to cover, just shoot me an email, Chris Stevens writes, C-H-R-I-S, S-T-E-V-E-N-S 
W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. So once again, I want to thank you all for listening. Till next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay up.